millennials and our fucking podcasts. It's fair. I'm thinking about starting a podcast in Westport of like interesting people in Westport because there's all sorts of crazy interesting people. I would listen to that. I yeah. would also love yeah. stories about the weird people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear everyone's stories. Yeah. Even small town New Zealand. You want to be further away from everything else than living in a country town in all right. New Zealand. Let's start, let's start doing this on, on mic. Hey, it is like, <laughs> I always start recording. Uh, <laughs> Especially announced that we I start love recording. That. Yeah, always. right. Yeah, yeah. Can you always, cut always, that st- always. stuff about my uh, neighbors being in jail? I'm Tiff Waldron, Pink Boots Society Australia President, Certified Cicerone, and Beer Educator. And I'm Lindsay Gregg, a Certified Cicerone, Professional Snack Queen, and Brewer. And we're here to explore the people and conversations that aren't always front and center of the beer industry. You're listening to Crack the Ceiling Podcast. All right. We're working on that. I'm actually, I'm, I'm a little nervous right now, Tiff. Why are you nervous? Well, I'm nervous because of our guest today and because it's like your dad watching you do something. <laughs> like just sitting there across well, the table in an empty room with just us and just and watching judging. you perform. Do you think we're going to get graded after this? I'm pretty stressed out about it. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm regretting the decision to actually do this right now. podcast chops are definitely like far away ours. You, you're, you guys are so much more organized and better than we ever were. <laughs> It's amazing that yeah. you call this organized. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Like, also, stop. I haven't introduced you yet. Fuck. Sorry. We're going to take bad podcast guests. Just sit back and drink your beer. Is this what happens when I guess you we'll invite a podcast host to podcast with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to try and take over immediately. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like doing it with your dad. Yeah, a little bit. He's totally going to take over. Or like baking with your mom. And they're just like, and you're like a little kid, you know, like baking with a toddler. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I'm going to do it and then you're like oh no i'm not you're you're a toddler you clean you up after yourself yeah. yeah um all right well tiff and i are here we're here right near and far on brunswick street in fitzroy thanks yep. jace yep thank and, you and we have a guest we do have a guest which he already pretty much introduced yeah. himself um anyways we're really excited to have uh luke from short jaw brewing in new zealand on our podcast today, also formerly of Ale of a Time, also, uh, I guess our daddy. No, that, no. <laughs> our podcast daddy? No. Cut that. Our podcast papa? There you go. That's better. <laughs> our podcast papa. The grandpa of Crack say, the Ceiling. podcast friend? No, because like, actually it still comes up as Crack the Ceiling and Ale of a Time podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. You yeah. still own our podcast. We need to, we need to you're, untangle you're still, that. <laughs> you're still paying for the pod bean. Yeah, like, right. I'm not, we're not even paying for that. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I don't have any money. Papa. I don't have any money anymore, so I don't know how that's happening. So, And, I mean, that's kind of why we wanted to talk to you is kind of why you don't have any money anymore. Yeah, why don't you have any money anymore, Luke? What happened? What's happened since we saw you last? Um, thank you. Firstly, thank you for inviting me on the show. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I own a brewery in New Zealand. Uh, and I, I think I bought the, I think we said this off mic, the worst or the, the hardest brewery, the most isolated brewery in the world. I'm sure there's some ones like in Europe somewhere that I are mean, just the same, but like, mm. yeah, New Zealand's far from everything yes. and we're far from everything in New Zealand. Yeah. Where are you exactly? So in we're in uh, Westport on the West coast. When people will ask me where I'm from in New Zealand, I always say, how well do you know New Zealand? And they go, not at all. I go, cool, uh, South Island. 
if they say, oh, yeah, I know, I know New Zealand, I've been to Christchurch. I'm like, cool, opposite Christchurch. We kind of dial it in from there. So, yeah, the town of 4,000 people. The, the nearest McDonald's is a pretty good gauge of how isolated you are, I feel like, in modern times. Yeah, yeah that actually is. And we're an hour, but also there's no food open after 8 o'clock. Yeah. On any night of the week. Nah. Yeah. Which you did tell us is why you have frozen pizzas now. Yeah, we bought frozen pizzas, which... Might I, not seem like a big deal, but Luke is like a notorious cook. Yeah, yeah. We like our whole lives are cooking and eating food or eating and, you know, when we're not doing that, eating at a nice place. And then living in Footscray, we're like, I get anything delivered. You know, we went through the yeah. pandemic where we got used to just, oh, it's four o'clock in the morning. I've been on my house all day. I'm going to get like the nicest possible thing I can find delivered. And it's probably going to be pretty good. And two, it's eight o'clock at night. Nothing's open. Yeah. Um, and we're working till seven o'clock at night at least every night. So, yeah, that's been challenging. <laughs> some frozen dumplings in there as well and some mm. spinach and ricotta like sausage rolls in there. Um, and shout out to the West Coast Pie Company if you're ever in New Zealand. I've heard the pies are good. Oh, my God, her pies are so good. Emily, um, we keep frozen ones in the, in the freezer at all times because, mm, delicious. Um, Luke, when did, it, when did you leave exactly? It was just a year ago in January? December. So we should uh, say, if you have never December. met Luke or have never listened to the Ale of a Time mm. podcast, Luke used to live in Australia. Yes. He was working in the beer industry here. Yes. Working marketing and podcasting and... Freelance writing. Freelancing. Yep. I wrote a book about Australian beer. That's true. I have one of those. Yeah. I've got, I've, got, I've got heaps. <laughs> <laughs> heaps. You can yeah. find them on... He owns all of them. You can just get them from Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Hit me up at the brewery. I bought I've got a one. Yeah. Uh, one of our friends sent me... A photo, excited to see it in the bargain bin, not realizing how much that would crush me. <laughs> I got paid, so like, whatever. Right. So you took this book money, you did the thing that we all talk about doing, mm. and you bought a fucking brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Why Westport? Why did you actually buy a brewery? Have you brewed before? There's three questions there. I know. I'm I like st- to I'm, layer I'm, it I'm, up. I'm going to start at the first one. Why Westport? It's my hometown. My, my parents are still there. They're, they're getting well, they're in their late 70s um, and not to be too grim about things, but when your parents are in their late 70s, you know, reality is part of that. Um, the pandemic probably took things into perspective for a lot of people. Yeah, so that, that's, you know, my, my hometown brewery came up for sale and we, we kind of were like, well, let's consider, can we buy this brewery? We tried to buy it. Should I go back to the start of this brewery? Because yeah. it's kind of yeah. part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's because th- why did this town of 4,000 people have a brewery in it anyways? That's yeah, amazing, it's, a, it's been there since the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy called Alan Absalom created it, started it, and he started doing a draft lager, New Zealand draft, and a, I think the dark beer was his second beer, a 4% dark lager. And then that was the focus. So they went for like a decade. But that, that kind of went to the two, early 2000s and then it became West Coast Brewery. And then another another guy bought it. And there was a brief period there where they were going great. Um, Dave Kurth, um, he made maybe the best pale ale in New Zealand there for a while. Mm. Um, Dave went to open Hot Water, Hot Water Beach Brewing. Oh, um, yeah, like up in the Coromandel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like one of the first New Zealand breweries to go hard into cans. Mm. And their, their pale was amazing, like clean, sharp, yeah. glorious. Mm, so good. And the same, he was making that same beer at West Coast. Um, he, made a, he made an amazing barley wine at Hot Water Beach that I think Ooh. won like a gold at the you know, New Zealand uh, Beer Awards. He made that same barley wine at the brewery that I've got. I've still got 
cases of that barley wine, 2012, Ooh. 2013. 2013's going pretty well, like it tastes pretty well. 2012 is, is faded, but mm. come into to the brewery and I'll open some bottles for you and we'll taste them. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a period in, in 2012 where they had a, a chance to be, they had sales staff in, in some of the major cities. They had a lot of taps, um, but the, the focus kind of went away from beer and into cider. Export markets were, were kind of, for some reason, attractive in, in, in selling it to China in unrefrigerated containers, hmm. um, and then then things started to not go so well for them as the beer industry flourished. So it went into liquidation 2012, 2013, and then the same owner bought it through a conglomerate, and then they sold it in 2018 to the guy that we bought it off. Don't want to, like, be disparaging about this guy because I don't like to be disparaging about people, but he was awful. Um, <laughs> he left a lot of bills unpaid. Our address for the brewery flags up in, in systems all over New Zealand if you try and get anything done on credit. Did you know that before you went into that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we tried to buy it. You knew like, you had, like, a like a scarlet letter. Yeah, but we also knew that our story would probably supersede that. But, yeah, so he put it up for sale and we contacted and said, we're interested. This was mid-pandemic, like 2020 maybe. Uh, 2021. Anyway, who knows? Uh, pandemic was weird. Pandemic time. No <laughs> um, And I think the first thing he said when I spoke to him was, I don't know if I really want to sell the brewery. Uh, and I was like, oh. cool, all right, bye. Like, <laughs> done. I don't care then. And then he just wanted to keep chatting. He'd keep ringing me up. Wanted to be like my friend, telling me he didn't really need to sell, telling me he doesn't like his plans. I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> here is my list of questions for you about the brewery. He couldn't answer any of them. He wanted uh, far too much money for it. And at the time we are like, when you go bust, we will buy that brewery for cheap. Mm. So we ended up getting it for a tenth of what well, he, he was, was asking. Yeah. Nice. What was he asking for it? Uh, he wanted 1.3. Right. And we paid less than a tenth of it. Oh, my. And it wasn't worth, it's not worth 1.3. No. It was a yeah. No, no, no. It's a big brew house. It's a big. Yeah, we're 25 here. It's not an updated brew house. No, it's old. It's 2,500 litres. It's geared to do lagers 30 years ago. Vintage. And part of the appeal was it's right in the middle of town. Yeah. It's 2,500 yeah. litres. There's a, kind of the centrepiece. If you've ever seen a, a postcard of my hometown, there's a town clock on it. We're right behind that. But that was kind of part of the appeal of like perfect location, Price is right because we kind of named the price. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, a hometown brewery moving moving back to New Zealand to, yeah, the marketing story is just built in there. So yeah. the more we talked about it with uh, Emma, my partner, and we just like, yeah, we just have to. Mm-hmm. This is probably going to suck for a long time. It's going to be hard, but, like, we just have to do it. Like, if I was sitting here and didn't do it, if someone else bought it, I'd be like, ah, oh, what are they doing? Yeah. They're yeah, doing it all wrong. If we didn't do it, it was either going to be, I th- it was going to be sold off for, uh, or dismantled. I think the, the fermenters, a couple of breweries had their eyes on those. I had seen plans for that building from the council to turn into the complete, because it's owned by the council, the building. Mm. So to turn into completely different. So, yeah, it was gone if we didn't do it. Yeah. And it's like. If you if your town has a brewery for thirty years and that's about to go, of course you've got to try. Yeah, Save yeah. It. <laughs> um, so has it sucked? Because you just said it was probably going to suck for a long time. Do you, has it has it sucked a little bit? Or? Yeah, absolutely. What um <laughs> what's been the biggest shocks for you? We probably didn't have a sales plan coming into it. I didn't think too much about that because I'm like, we'll find a local market pretty easily, and you know that'll be our basis for the first six months, and then you know we'll work from there. I guess what I didn't realise was the New Zealand market is 
more heavily tap contracted than people realise. Mm. I think even people in New Zealand are saying to me, oh, tap contracts aren't an issue. And I'm like, well, I'm getting kicked off taps. Um, DB are, are aggressive in our market um, where they're going 100% taps, including fridges, um, which is, yeah. So when we started, I think I counted 18 taps that I thought we could feasibly get. Not even, I didn't think that was ambitious. Now that number is, I think there's maybe three taps we could possibly get, and that's all through, like, pubs being sold. There was a fire at my uncle auntie's restaurant. There's another place that decided not to, to have tap beer anymore. So, like, it's all been whittled down. We've been kicked off a tap by DB. We've managed to get into a fridge, and that was, like, begrudgingly. So, like, my my dream of we're just selling in our local market or that's our, that's our bread and butter um, it's just not feasible. No. We're, we're like, we're done with, with that. I, um, anyone saying, I, I think of NZ and my, my personal experience living in New Zealand was that it was so hard to find craft beer. I did like every pub, every country pub, every, mm, all mm, taps, mm. everything was a hundred percent owned. It was contracted yeah, out by yeah. like one of the big guys. I, I found NZ really, really hard, especially in smaller towns, um, especially along the West Coast. And it was so hard to find craft we're, beer. We're in Monteith's town. Yeah. So Monteith's um, has always been a fabricated brewery. And like I, I love their beers. I grew up. Monteith's Black is pretty good. Yeah, Monteith's Black, Monteith's Celtic Red was like mm. the beer that made me go, oh, wow, beer is delicious. Yeah. But so they still got the, the Showcase Brewery in Greymouth an hour up the road, not too far from McDonald's. And they do brewery tours on the tanks. It says this this tank has got this beer in it. They haven't brewed there for like three years. Bullshit. Oh. And they are aggressive in our market. So if people come into town and go and go to the pub that's contracted, do you have a local beer? And they go, yeah, we've got Montes. And they go, great. Um, I feel like that's really surprising for, I don't know, I feel like in a country that's small with all these like businesses you need to support in a small town that that pub owners aren't fighting back and saying, I want one tap for... To give up one tap feels like crazy for them not to... And the, the pub owners we've dealt with locally have been really wanting to support us, but a lot of them are trying to... Like like four out of the maybe 10 pubs are up for sale at the moment in the oh, town. Gotcha. So, And one of the ones that just sold, we were hoping that would we could really get in there and we, I spoke to them as soon as they sold and they're like, no, we're going 100% DB. How much money are they putting into these pubs? Because Lion and CUB aren't really doing that as heavily here anymore. Yeah, I, I, I can't speak to more of that. Because than, the than ROI I've on the putting the money in is now at a point where pubs are selling before you get your money back anyway. So mm, mm. it's gotten to a point in Australia that it's 100% is not that feasible for a lot of pubs. I guess a small pub in a, or a pub in a small town for them to put taps in. Just for deliveries and makes it's, it easier? Yeah, it's probably yeah. not that much. Like, you look at some of the pub refits here in Melbourne and they're so expensive. They're, des- you know, designed, they're, they're curated from top to bottom. So for them, they're already investing all that money into everything else. The taps are just part of that. Yeah. To not, you know, they don't need Lion or CUB to, to help out with that. Mm. Whereas in New Zealand or these small town pubs, and I guess it's the same here as well, that sells and DB says, hey, we'll give you, you know, 50 grand to, to do some taps. Like, Shit, yeah, that's awesome. But what have you found in terms of just the overall market? How is New Zealand different than what it was like here? It feels like it should be the same, but it's yeah. so much different. <laughs> there was a time when we had a lot of New Zealand beer here. Yeah, but yeah. we don't anymore. We don't no. at no. all anymore. Um, there's four styles that people ask for. 
APA, hazy. It's never hazy pale or hazy IPA. It's just hazy. Just hazy. You got a hazy. We um we put on a hazy the other week and it was really busy. I didn't have time to taste it. I tapped it and just poured it. And like as I was pouring, I'm like, that looks like shit. What the fuck? It was hazy, but it looked like <laughs> shit. And then I'm like, I need to taste that. And I tasted it at the end of the night. I was like, that is garbage. I don't know what's happened here. We've done that same beer a bunch of times. It was always delicious. This is trash. Then I looked at the sales figures. We sold like more of that than anything else that <laughs> night. And like people were drinking like pints of it and coming back for pints. Um, so APA hazy, what else? Uh, Pilsner. But everyone says it's not a proper Pilsner in New Zealand because it doesn't have a lot of dry hop character. It's not an inside Pilsner. <laughs> yeah. Which is... Aggressively dry hopped with Motueka. Like, and I love those. I love a good New Zealand Pilsner. It's a I did too. delicious thing to drink. Tuatara's Motueka, like the first time I had one of those, blew my freaking mind. Yeah, like, yeah. That blew me out of the water. But I was like, that's, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, that's... Maybe, you know, maybe further down the track, I, want to do it. I just want to make a good, easygoing Pilsner. Um, and people go, oh, that's not a Pilsner. The, the thing that kind of fucks me up a little bit, I can swear on this, right? Yeah. Yeah, good. The thing that fucks me up Luke. a little bit. Come on. I don't know. Did you really just ask that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't he does know. not listen to us ever. <laughs> Clearly. Um, we, so we're 100% now New Zealand ingredients. Uh, all of our hops are from Freestyle Farms. Shout out to them for being super supportive of us. Oh, hey, Lindsay's wearing the shirt. You're wearing the yep, Freestyle Hops t-shirt. I am, and there's so much food and shit all over my <laughs> shirt. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, they were immediately like, as soon as we sort of announced what we were doing, they were like, hey, we can help you out as much as you need. Um, they've been super good. Shout out to Marie from there. She's lovely. Um, Gladfield Malt from Canterbury. And then we've just now switched to Froth Tech Yeast. They're based in Wellington. Um, one of them's an ex-garage project guy. They're using international strains but culturing them up and, mm. and farming oh, yeah. them in, yeah. in New Zealand. Um, so we've just switched to them. So we're 100% New Zealand ingredients. think if I was to draw a circle around our brewery, 400Ks, all of our ingredients are coming from That's in, that, in that circle. Like you can get a Citra Mosaic Hazy literally anywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, I want to make a beer that makes sense for us. So that's, yeah, we'll just we'll just make it work with Oh no! These these amazing ingredients we've got nearby us. We'll just make them work for us. Yeah, you just yeah. have you just have you know NZ hops, which are yeah, yeah. very much desired <laughs> yeah. all around the yeah. world. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You have to. Yeah, li- limiting ourselves to that. Work. <laughs> and like our, I mean, our biggest selling beer is our dark lager, and I think the hero on that is the roasted wheat we use from Gladfield. It's gorgeous it's so good nice. so a bit of mouthfeel color but without that that harsh bitterness from yeah. roasted barley and i just had the what's the grim dark yeah. lager um lovely but i liked ours more um, so is it just you and emma working in the brewery or you, have, you have a brewer yes yeah, so we hired back the the brewer from the previous two owners i'm now his <laughs> third owner um you're now his town. third owner i'm like are you a masochist he's like yeah i hate i, I love being really punished <laughs> So he, he, he's learned in that brewery. Um, he's never brewed anywhere else. Well, had never brewed before learning in that brewery. He's one with the brewery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. one, they are neither distinguishable from Yeah, each other. yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So there's a lot that he doesn't know, and he know, he's the first to admit that. Um, <laughs> he's been okay with me saying, we're not going to sell that beer, it sucks. Um, we've tipped a lot of beer. Um, we haven't tipped it, it's still in camps. But Are you, are you surprised? <laughs> Were you surprised by that? By how much beer you end up putting down the drain? No, we haven't thrown out as much as I thought we would. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That's great. And, you know, I we always said we'd, we'd throw beer out and 
Because mm. it's probably something that for us, like as beer lovers and people in the industry who don't own a brewery and we're like, I hate when people sell beer that shit. If I ever had a brewery, I would, wouldn't sell beer that isn't ready to be sold or not mm. right to mm. be sold. So to then go and buy the brewery and then actually stand by that. There's beer that we've sold that I haven't loved. And I'm not stoked that we sold it. And <laughs> so, like, you're but, just like cringing while taking the money. You're but like, every I need brewery, this, but like, every brewery's done it. I know. Yeah. Well, I've been in Melbourne for a week now. And like, I haven't been drinking beer in New Zealand because I'm like, it, it sucks. I'm, I'm, too, I'm too stressed. Not New Zealand beer sucks. I'm just uh, too stressed to drink anyone else's beer. Like, yeah, wine beer. Fair. It's work. Mm. I want to drink wine and gin and not yeah. think about beer. But Melbourne's been a really good time to dive on in and, and I've been, you know, visiting friends, going to breweries and... Yeah, we've had a lot of beers this week. Yeah, and I've had so many fucked beers that are far worse than anything we've put out. <laughs> and, like, the brewers know the brewers know it. They absolutely know it. The bar staff know it. Yeah, the, the some of the ones we've put out, yeah, haven't been great. And that's... I'm not stoked about that, but people are doing way worse yeah. in a bigger market that have more resources and nicer breweries than we do. Mm. Like, we're fucking struggling along in this shitty old brewery and beers are tasting now like the last ones we've just put out really fucking good so you you can't talk at all you like as in you can't say anything about that right what like Who? just the idea of breweries putting out fucked beers and what do you mean like being as a brewer in the industry you probably can't speak to that i mean as far as putting out like fucked beers um, and, not, and I'm not suggesting Stomping Ground by the way. <laughs> I really like Stomping Ground beers. I don't so. think there's a lot of fucked beers. I think I, there's just a lot of... You had a faulty beer just then. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I, I like, personally, I think there's there's different ways to handle it, right? Like, and breweries handle it different ways. And mm. I, I will say Stomping Ground, like, if, because we do have a very large brewery team and sales mm. team and a lot of educated palates out there, we will pull eggs. Mm. Mm. Within the blink of an eye. Mm. Um, I mean, you've got probably more beer judging chops on your brewing team than any other brewery. But we do, you know, we have a sensory program as well. Yeah. And we have like, we have procedures kind of in place for this. Um, but you do get, I mean, I've had a lot of beers here where you just start drinking it and you're like, mm -hmm. like, mm. I, like I, and it's not always the brewery's fault. It's not. And it's... a lot of times, you know, it is taproom's fault. There's, there's a very notorious bar here that I love going to that I will not drink any beers on tap from. Yeah, they um, do have the dirtiest lines because they're disgusting yeah. lines. And no matter what you do, you're like, why does this taste like buttery vinegar? Oh, mm. and it's every single mm. beer. Um, so yeah, like that's, I think that that's a big thing as well. Right. And I think for me, it's a bit of a relief. Yeah, of course. To go, actually, I'd be happy selling our beers into this market, which is, yeah, it's huge. It's nice to know that. Yeah. That you feel not comfortable. As, yeah. With it. Yeah. And look, I think our, our pale is tasting really good. I know our dark is, is really good. Our Pilsner has got a lot of work that needs to happen, but I think we're getting, getting there with that one. I mean, and when any brewery opens, there's some sort of expectation of giving it some leeway to yeah. sink in and find its feet and i've it, been to brewery openings and been like the beers here are not good but i will try them again in a few months and they will probably be outstanding and like some of my favorite breweries make terrible beer <laughs> <laughs> and because we're not i'm not always supporting people i'm supporting like there's that whole you know beer tastes better on holiday because you're on a holiday yeah. but it's you support breweries and people you like because you like them mm. and you know Four Pines make an amazing IPA, which I think they've cut ages ago, but the fresh mm -hmm. IPA, love it. 
but I wasn't ever going to buy it because I've never had any buy into that brewery. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a local brewery that makes a less good IPA that I really like because they're nice people, I'm going to buy that instead. So, yeah. Yep. And because you know the people, you see the people, you know the story. Yeah. And it's it's almost like placebo where like it's not just taste, it's brand, it's feeling, it's yeah. how you're going that night. It's all part of it. Yeah. And it will help it taste better. Yeah. If you were to sit down and taste it blind, you're like, ugh. It's awful, but... But it's... I think in some ways we're losing some of that um, in the industry as well. Like, just getting away from the people that are making the beer and the story behind the beer and the breweries. But, like, you know, I remember whenever I moved from Missouri to Texas, I would get so freaking stoked to see Boulevard in mm. Texas because it was a Missouri beer. So, like, just building that brand and that awareness. Yeah, that's yeah. when I was in my early 20s, but... When I yeah. moved to New Zealand, it was the same thing. If I saw, when I see Parish Brewing here, I still get super stoked because yeah, it's yeah. from Louisiana. And I'm like, yeah. 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 Just to, building to, that loyalty in people is yeah. a really strong, strong thing. The brand loyalty for your community. And we've gone hard on brand, like really hard on brand. More than yeah. I think New Zealand breweries now, uh, you walk into the supermarket in New Zealand and it's chaos because everyone's copying Garage Project. Garage Project <laughs> of fucking ruined the market like there are breweries that don't, shouldn't have highly illustrated labels yeah and they do and you're like you this sucks um so we've gone copycat do something else yeah and we've so we've gone simple as hell and we get criticized for being too plain mm. um or our brand is a bit boring and we're like cool you'll remember it you'll see us in the supermarket every time you go in the supermarket you'll see our beer i'll pick up a beer and go i don't know what this brewery is and for us, it's like, let's just get that brand done. Like, so people always recognize our beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's does that mean you're going to have it in supermarkets soon? We're in 30 supermarkets oh. around the South Island. Whoa. As of, uh, I think it might be 30 as of today. I think we picked up a couple today. The supermarket, you have to be in supermarkets in New Zealand. Yeah. You can't, there's, and that's the other annoying thing is there's no retail sales. You know, again, living in Melbourne, there's Black Hearts and Sparrows where you can have that direct relationship with Cherry, you know, you, you can put a beer in that, that might not be a super, like, trendy beer and you'll know that you'll get traction with it. I think in New Zealand you're kind of stuck with you're competing on price, trendiness, and, and haze. Is, is and the, haze. Yeah. Or price, APA. trendiness, and haze. Um, so, yeah, we our push into supermarkets we get told, we've been told we're not a craft brewery. Uh, because wow. Because we, we, we don't taste like... The craft brewery, because all, what of, the all fuck of, does that mean? All of our beers are under five percent <laughs> in their core range, and our, our labels are plain. So, well, they're not a craft brewery. First, I was offended. I was like, "What the fuck? We, one hundred percent of the marketing and everything is either me or Emma. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no one else involved other than uh, shout out Salty for drawing the um the logo on the word uh, Twitch.com Salt. Oh shit! Find find, find any of my social media feeds. And I've tagged them on something, but like it's all in house. All the social media is me, all the photography, you know, everything. Yeah. The, the, the recipes are me and the brewer, like. And, and then all I, your ingredients are from 400 cases yeah, yeah, around yeah. the brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like we're, and then. You can get any more craft than that. And, but when I hear that we're not a craft brewery, I was like, if they look at our brand and go, oh, you just like Montes or Max or I guess in this market, you know, Four Pines or whatever. Cool. Because we're doing a really good job and they spend a lot more money on, on their branding <laughs> yeah. than, than, and their market research than we did. And I in guess a way, you won't be turning around the people that are like, "Oh, I don't drink that crafty stuff." They're going to be exactly. like, "That doesn't Tastes look crafty." Like <laughs> yeah, because those people like to drink beer too. 
you yeah, know? Everybody likes yeah. them. They're for Arguably everyone. more of the market. Yeah. 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 And they're also going to be the people that are going to be buying, slab, buying slabs and slabs and slabs and not just yeah. going for yeah, yeah. the hypest uh. with the newest design. Like they're going to be your loyalty. Like yeah. you get a slab of your beer every week. We want to be a six pack brand. Mm. I think for us, that's the only way we can make money. Yeah. If people aren't buying our beer in six packs, there's no reason to be in that market. And I, I do what we will do limited leases. And I think anyone that knows me knows that I'd love to take this off the rails as soon as I can. But for now, we'll just try and sell six packs. Can we talk about boxes? Boxes in New Zealand, six packs all come in boxes. The little plastic clips that we use here, the pack saves. Yeah, because they're not recyclable. Well, and it's all because it's supermarket driven. So it's barcodes driven. So if people are scanning beer at a checkout, they don't want to scan a thing. It's not a beer specific. It's not a so it just needs to be contained in a six pack barcode box. If that makes sense. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it, someone yeah, so someone's on the, the retail cause, side cause immediately. Clearly, <laughs> somebody who works in sales and marketing. So like, yeah. But a pack tech, right? Like no. pack techs have no. Yeah, but, but there, there's potentially six. Other barcodes, barcodes around, facing. Right? So if you've so ever noticed, but there's a, just one on the top. Yeah, yeah, but there like could be scanned in a supermarket scanner. You could just scan. Because you'd have to tip it upside down. Not like a beer shop where they're like taking the thing in the yeah. supermarket. You just go doo, doo, Yeah, yeah. Doo. So I know. So you just like you'd have flip. to flip it completely upside down. Oh. And then it could grab one of the other barcodes on the side there. Okay, this is fucked. New Zealand. Well, some of the feedback we had was like the pack tech. No one wants plastic either. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Season it's plastic." But I hate them. You end up so with so much, many at your house. <laughs> there is so much plastic in New Zealand supermarkets. Everything is in plastic. Like there is an obscene amount in the fruit and veg fest section of New Zealand supermarkets, all plastic. I'm like, "Oh yeah, we we'll use semi-recycled plastic that can be recycled," and they're like, "No, no one wants that." There's so much plastic here. How much more does a box per six pack cost than pack tech? Don't know, but it's significantly more expensive. I mean, I don't have my spreadsheet on me. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just selling on the South Island or do you sell into supermarkets on the North No North supermarkets on North Island. A uh, couple of kegs every now and then into Wellington. Because mm. um, I'm going to be there in three weeks. Yeah. <gasps> Am and I going to be one of your first Australian beer people to drink your beer in New Zealand? We've had a few. We had a, a couple from Newcastle oh. come in. <laughs> Never mind. Yes, sorry to like shut down your dreams. <laughs> no, there's a yeah, there's been a yeah. Because Australian tourism has been back for a while, so there's been a. Mm. We had a couple from Newcastle come in the other day, and they're like, "Do you have any oat creams?" <laughs> wow. And I, wow. <laughs> in small town. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, fuck! What does that mean?" Um, I had to think for a second. I'm like, "Well," and that was fortunately we had the unfiltered pail on, which is dense and quite hazy as hell. Mm. I was like, "This is probably what you're going to want." I'm like, why did you just ask for oat creams? <laughs> Explain to me your thinking here. And because I don't think anyone in New Zealand calls it oat cream. Mm. I think it's just hazy or maybe they do. I don't know. But and they said, oh, we got really into mountain culture during the lockdown. So I'm like, oh, right. OK. And like their, their son gets mountain culture. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. The other and this comes back to I think off mic we talked about or maybe on mic Westport podcast of like the interesting people that live in Westport. Yeah. Yeah, that was so, on mic. But yes. um, the head brewer of One Drop, one of the founders, is it Nick? Maybe his dad, maybe his, fa- his parents, at least his dad, have a blueberry farm in Westport. Ah, right. he, he, so, he wandered into the tap room and he's like, oh, I'm from Wonder Up. I'm like, I thought I knew your face. Uh, that's pretty wild. Are yeah. you going to do a blueberry beer? Are you going to do a collab? Uh, yeah, if he's up for it. I'm so I, I, I'm so nervous about our beers that I don't want to be like, can you collab with us? But I'm Why? sure he's up for it. Um, Everybody knows you here. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do a blueberry beer. I'd love to do a blueberry sour maybe. We're, we're piloting a, a really good sour at the moment. 
Yeah. And when I say really good, the most simple sour you could imagine. Yeah, but that's really good. Philly sour, Pilsner, wheat, clean. Perfect. Yeah, just don't touch blueberries it. Blueberries would be really nice in that. Yeah. Because it needs to be like nothing underneath the blueberries. We did a cucumber lemon version. It was the most divisive beer we've ever done. But the people that loved it were like, this rules. Mm. Um, the problem with Philly sour yeast is it doesn't go super sour unless you're using really simple sugars. Yeah. Um, so I, you can't almost call it a sour because if people that like a sour get it and they go, oh, that's not that sour, but it's not not sour. So we're trying to come up with a name that suggests sour that's not sour, um, which is what we've done with Breezy, the pale ale. Breezy sounds like it's hazy, but it's not hazy. It is hazy now. It could be a little hazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> you yeah, yeah, yeah. Not giving things a style as well. Just oh, I know it. That I would like a breezy beer, and so did Garage Project. Too in a state of mind. So did Garage Project when they released a breezy IPA. I'm like, you won't do it again. I'm like, hey guys, we've got the trademark. Can you not? And they didn't. <laughs> Which is a good reason why you should always trademark your beer names. Yeah. Also, but did they give you money? They should have given you money. Nah. That's fine. It was like a one-off. I'm the one who's always going, hey, so your new brand, did you trademark your beer names yet? Because you should, because you're going to regret it later if you don't. I think we're infringing on a trademark with our Kiwi Dark. I think Ooh. I think DB own Kiwi, they own Kiwi Lager and ours is Kiwi Dark and it's a lager. So I'm, look, I'm waiting on them to have a go at me. Uh, and and if mean, they that's do, not- it's, it's borderline and I would like them to have a go at me because that's Good marketing. New uh, Zealand is uh, a yeah. crazy place. Well, Radler's trade trademarked in New Zealand. I remember that. Yeah, Emma was like, "Oh, we can call it sour. We're using uh, Waka too, so it's got a limey character. So it's citrus and limey." And she's like, "We could call it a Radler." I like, no, not at all. A, it's hey. not a Radler, and also we can't because it's trademarked. Who trademarked Radler? And DB. Said, Fuck. Monte Montes. Man, New Zealand must. I've never looked into their trademark laws, but it must be. It's the same here. If no one protests it, oh, really? and then the nuance of beer styles is. You'd think all the guys who like. Do all the ABAC complaints. Could do some of the trademark stuff for yeah. the best of us. Yeah. Like you can't just put out a weekly basic word yeah, list yeah. of what's been <laughs> trademarked. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah, but I think that's so stupid. Like if you're going to trademark something, be like Paris Hilton and make a word up. Like sliving, which Was is that her trademark? slaying and living. You're sliving. Yeah. But that's what these, I'm saying. Like if you're going like to trademark something, of, make something up. There's a bunch of guys who start a lot of businesses or who put out a lot of trendy beer types and they have a lot of trademarks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we, I we, think it's stupid. We only have Breezy because that's the one that I knew mm-hmm. made sense for us and I don't yeah. want to take that. Everything else I'm like, whatever. Um, I need to pee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should have to take a break and we can We've actually been blind taste when you're back. Yeah. yeah. All right. And we're on to the break. I'll announce it again. Let's go to a break. <laughs> Luke has poured us a beer. Is this it kiwi is dark? Quite dark. You're, you're it's assu- kiwi dark, isn't Your assumption it? is going to be it's kiwi dark. It 100% is not. No, because he I wish it, I, I wish it was. He refused to bring us his beer to let us taste it. But it's yeah. got beautiful He head. does not want us to blind taste his beer. It it's also, got a beautiful tan it's head. gorgeous. It's also, so floofy. It, it also smells a lot different to kiwi dark. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I haven't even smelled it yet. I'm just really admiring the... Um, tight bubbles it does look it does look like it, it no. the tight tight bubbles and the floofly floofly a, a tan, tan, tan marshmallow bubble. head tweet, 
I love a good head. I really do. Like, I, I really oh, think that, like... Hell yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say there's some booze in this one, because it smells... got some heat there. Yeah. I don't know what the ABV is. All I can smell right now is the tahini that I just drank. <laughs> oh, it's a tahini stout. Welcome to Gabs. It smells right, like it. there's some estery, like, dried fruit notes in there. It smells like it's got a little bit of booze on it. It has that, like, slight um, acrid, like a... Like slight roast barley sour roast yeah mm. like to the point of the aroma is a little bit acidic dark fruits yeah going that route i always think of like those dried figs that come in the round package yeah those ones yeah they're good that's kind of what it has oh the ones that. that really look like like dried up baby butts or something mm-hmm. yeah. yeah those yeah. things are weird delicious if you like rehydrate them in some booze are they and then on like halloumi and stuff yeah it's Ooh. really yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 make like a little masala kind of a rich thing says the person who's living off of frozen pizzas at the moment. yeah yeah we we go pretty hard on you do frozen our home pizza cooking. with fancy figs on top no. of it when we're not doing frozen pizza i'm you know making homemade tacos and stuff i'm foraging for mushrooms in the woods <laughs> by my house I love that. to make like yeah really like rich roasty flavors in this so i haven't oh you've drank it already i haven't mm-hmm. tasted it yet because i a part of me was hoping that it, well, a part of me is assuming by the aroma, I'm like, is it going to be, I think it's going to be a thin body, but now I'm. I get. It's not. Mm. I get metallic and dusty. doesn't taste mm. what I and not in a, Not in a good way. It's the, on the palate, it does have like a slightly like dusty note. Ugh. So I. Which is that acrid burn. It's like a little too much burnt. The burnt roast, roast barley. barley. Yeah. Ooh. The roast, so barley the roast is barley is aggressive. real high. Yeah. It's, um, I, that actually took me aback because it's not at all what I wanted it to taste like. Um, so mm. like, I, I really thought it was going to be Kiwi Dark Body. No, it's, it's 100% not Kiwi Dark <laughs> I, I, I wish it was. Like it's going to be Light Body. I really wish it was because it would be nicer than If you surprised us with that, it that is would be incredible. Mm. Aggressively roasty. Uh, I mean, by style standards, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is probably a stout, a straight stout. Mm-hmm. And... I don't think that there's a whole ton else going on with it. It, it is lacking a little sweetness. It's in lacking the- sweetness. It is. It's like roasty and roasty bitter. I don't hate it. Mm. I might. That's that's the right response, I think, <laughs> to what this beer is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also yours is also. I think I agree with both of you. I I'm like right now. I'm just finding this palette so so aggressive. Um, Without like it's not your full mouth bodied. is also covered in tahini. Yeah, I I for those who don't. Know. I feel like tahini would mellow this. Though. I was just drinking tahini. Um, <laughs> a little behind the curtain for the fans. <laughs> just just drinking it because I ran out of. But pita. I think because it had all that like oily like nuttiness, mm. it probably is bringing out the roasty acridness and a little more. It's also I served this. I got this out of the fridge like two hours ago, so it's which is perfect. No, that's it's fine. That's, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I'm just. I, this, I think there's not enough body and mouthfeel there to yeah, like support those yeah. very yeah. aggressive flavors. I think this is just a straight down the line stout. Is this Australian? No. I think it's an American stout, aggressively hopped, probably. I think it's a Sierra Nevada stout. Ooh. Oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna be so pissed if that's exactly what it is. Um, what? I, as I stand up, I'll tell you the the, the two beers that I was gonna bring. Um, mm. The first time we tried to record this podcast, we just drank a lot of beers and didn't record the podcast. Uh, we had yeah, Burnley, that was a week ago. I had Burnley being a lager, which I thought would be a fun one. And that was just purely because I that was the first beer that I bought. I wanted to drink that and beer. And I've actually I drunk so much of that this year 
Yeah, yeah, I thought that'd be a fun one because I really like that beer. Fucking called it out in two seconds. Um, and then um, shout out to Jack from uh, Mr. West, who probably listening, going, "That's not the beer I gave Luke. Uh, I was going to bring the beer that he gave me, and I, I forgot when I left the house. Um, he gave me the uh, Sober Mesa Barrel Fermented Pilsner. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that would have been really hard to pick, though. I think. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a fun one, and and I know that Jack was excited to hear so that fun. live. So apologies to Jack. It's and he probably twigged that it's not that right now. Oh, I'm so sad I didn't hey, get that. Hey, Jack, thanks for listening. Yeah, Jack, Nevada. if you're listening, thank I'm going you. to Sierra Nevada style. I'm look. I'm gonna tag along with that because it's definitely an American stout in my book. Oh. What? It's Guinness for, for an extra. extra. I'm actually surprised That's by that. Yeah, I'm genuinely surprised. I'm not surprised knowing what it was. Bitterness for a foreign extra sap. A foreign extra sap should carry that dried fruit flavor through. Yeah, mm. more and more acidity, right? What, like that's what, what I would expect out of a foreign mm, extra. L- Lindsay, mm. you you said if this had more body and texture, which is Guinness on Guinness. tap. Yeah. Um, no, Guinness, Guinness does not have body. No, no sorry, but the, like the it has the texture because of nitro, so it it yeah. gives it is an appearance seven of seven and a half percent like texture, which I mm. didn't realize how strong it is. So now going back to what we said about the aroma, the aroma profile is right for the style, absolutely. But there's way too much roast bitterness. It's also old. It's I mean. it's coming up to its best before date. Which is probably um, two years, not 12 months. Yeah, so it's, and that's, and I guess also I had the benefit of knowing what it was, but it, it's dusty and oxidized is my first. I'm I'm going to BJCP style guidelines right now. Oh, um, okay. Just because I like to, yeah. especially with styles we don't drink much yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's always like, okay, what do I remember and what is not? Right, so um, fairly dry stout with prominent roast flavors. Yep. Low to medium fruitiness flavor. Wait, we'll just get to the comments. Also known, da-da-da. Historic versions had the same OG as, sorry, original gravities. Domestic extra stouts, but had higher ABV because it had a long secondary Britannomyces chewing away Mm. at it. The difference between domestic and foreign. Which Guinness fucking deny. But Guinness deny that it's ever in anything, but like Mm. it was. Characteristics ingredient style comparison. It's similar in balance to an Irish extra stout, but with more alcohol, not as big or intense as a Russian imperial stout, lacking strong bitterness and high late hops of American stout. Similar gravity as tropical stout, but with a drier finish, higher bitterness, and less esters. Personally, I mean, this is a commercial example of it. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, I, don't, I, I don't want to drink that on paper, and I don't want to drink it in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think it's aggressive. Mm. I just think it's aggressively. I think it was the bitterness that threw the me bitter. off. Bitter. Obviously, it's the bitterness and the bitterness. Roast. Mm. But it's aggressively bitter on the finish. Mm. But then, if you go back to the aroma, the aroma is bang on for what you expect for the style. Yeah. We get a lot of people say, "I'll get a tasting paddle and I don't give me anything but a dark beer," and I always say to them. We'll put our dark beer in because what you're thinking of is Guinness or that, or what you just had, and that's not what ours is. Probably four out of ten people will end up buying a pint of it mm. um, after that. Guinness has ruined a lot of people. I know a lot of people, even because I used to own a bar, and people would always say, "Oh, I don't like dark beer," and yeah. I'll say, "Is it just beca- is it because you don't like Guinness?" And yeah. they're like, "I hate Guinness." And like, there's so many more flavors and dark beer than you get in Guinness. And so I say, do you like chocolate? Do you like coffee? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, try this. Just have a little taste. Like, 
try it on mm. me just because I want you to taste it. Yeah, because if you're a coffee drinker, you like dark beer. Guess yeah. what? Like, you do. I used to always start, if I had afternoon tastings, like during good beer week and stuff, like we'd quite often do 12 o'clock tastings, my first beer would always be the dark beer. Mm. Because who wants a lager at that time of the day? It's cold, it's Melbourne winter, you've just had a coffee and you've hustled to a beer tasting. Um, it, so- it sounds like I chose this just to rip on Guinness, but, like, I have so much respect for Guinness. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I, I enjoy Guinness personally. Like, yeah. Guinness, I, I love a good Guinness. I'm, I'm, disapp- Guinness. I'm yeah. disappointed on how much I did not like drinking that, though. I this thought it would hold up. It's probably not been handled well. Yeah. It's probably old. Yeah. The, uh, and to be honest... A foreign extra stout was made for export, so realistically, it should, it should handle age well. I think it was just so. It's such an. It's a style we do not drink much yeah. of ever. Yeah. Like foreign extra stout, no American stout, kind of, but like really, we just drink more English stouts. Mm. I think mm. like yeah, softer. I don't, I don't drink a lot of American stouts even these days. So yeah, softer stouts and like getting that much roast. Um, a lot of roast. It was just with like, and once again, I think the body is really thin. Like I just think it's really lean body. That was my blind beer. It should be Sorry low about body that. though. Because <laughs> if it's the whole point of it is the secondary fermentation brings the ABV up. It would make sense that yeah, the body's that really it would be thin. But they wouldn't be doing that in, in the bottle though. That wouldn't yeah, be no. bottle, that's, that's probably pasteurized. and. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Cooper's Best Extra Stout is also a BJCP yeah commercial example so that's um supermarket data in new zealand that sells a lot in new zealand mm-hmm. i've heard that yeah top 15 sellers in new zealand supermarket so it's probably in the mix of a lot of them extra hops gives it a distinctive taste longer shelf life in hot weather it's brewed today in africa asia and caribbean it currently makes up 40 percent of all the guinness brewed around the world wow mm. and it does say medium bo- body wise mouthfeel medium full to full body mm. i don't know i wish yeah. i got something it was good to drink Anyway, That's fine. Yeah, I was thinking you were going to get something delicious. That's why I didn't have another beer. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was ready to get really yeah, sucked which, in like, losers. But you know I'm what? bringing shitty beer. I know I hate it. Yeah, I'm bringing Guinness I'm to the party. Drink it. Yeah, I. I actually. I, you were upset by it. No, I was. Yeah. yeah, I just. I. I don't have that, and maybe it was with the tahini that I drank as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is not tahini. This Maybe I just that... wanted a glass of tahini. Yeah. Just what I really wanted. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was pretty upset by it. Um, yeah. You could see it on your face. Yeah. It, I could, you can't see that in a podcast. You can't, but um, all, all I can say is it, I was feeling a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I'm not very good at hiding that. Um, all right. Well, that was, that was, I'm just kind of thrown off by that, Luke. Sorry. Got to keep no, you on your toes. You're not sorry. Yeah, that's good. It, yeah, no, that was the perfect. That I the totally right thought you were going to come back with an ESB, so. Right. <laughs> we just don't. Where, where, where the hell would I get an ESB? have an ESB. Where would I get an ESB from? <laughs> I don't know. You just find one. Yeah. Find one. Um, all right. Well, Luke, <laughs> we genuinely have no idea how to start or finish podcasts. You're actually the first cis male we've had on the podcast oh that's that nice true, actually yeah oh we've only ever had one of genuinely <laughs> genuinely happy to be a cis male and finally get some privilege <laughs> you know what you might be the last one for a while yeah no it's all down there oh 100 you're definitely the last one they're all way worse than me 
But, you know, because you supported us and helped to start the podcast, I guess we'll allow it. Thank and you. got these microphones. Thank you. That we're talking yeah. into right these now. Yeah. And you're still paying for our pod beat. Yeah, I forgot about that. So podcast cut podcast. that off, depending on the edit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, well, all right. Luke, I'm lost. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, shortjaw.co.nz. Shortjaw.com will also redirect you to shortjaw.co.nz. And then at Shortjaw on Instagram and Facebook. And at L of a Time no, if you just want to no, post it. No, oh, nothing's no. good. Stay away from my other social media. It's just going downhill <laughs> from there. I also really like when you message me about food things that I post. Yeah. <laughs> because I know, like, I know what it's like to live in NZ and not have food options after 8 p.m. And it's hard. It's hard. Um, it's really hard. So I get some joy from your pain. Yeah. <laughs> when I know you're just like, oh. What is that? What is that? A bagel? Oh, oh, tell me about it. No, there's actually good bagels in town and good croissants. Come to Westport for good bagels, good croissants, and good pies. The and best good beer. pies, which is such a New Zealand thing to be like. We have the best pies though. I'm so trying to work on a. Pies, I'm, just like, yeah, I'm trying. I'm working on a pie and beer festival. where you just don't know what it looks like yet. Yes, yeah, so um, I mean, I would be yeah. there in two yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. Every brewer that I've mentioned to, like, yeah, we're in. Whatever. Done. What are you? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's also something I think I've mentioned to you with Casey and Falco yeah. doing it here. Mm. Like, do mini that. pies and beers. Mm. Mini pie and One beer day curry. we're going to put a. One day we're actually going to do when the When we start our Patreon, we're going to do a beer and pie pairing and all the things. All the things. Yeah. There yeah. was a period there when we had more pie shops than pubs. <gasps> Wow. As accounts putting our beer in their pies. That is so fucking And now that I've said that, Zealand. I'm like, actually, it's 50-50 right now. So, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Linz, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, you saying finding me on the internet just, I, it felt like My a only very fans silly. page is. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an OnlyFans, Tiff. You didn't know? No, I didn't know. No, we don't have an OnlyFans, but it's no. a good idea. It's not a bad idea. Just us drunk rambling. Would people pay for that? Probably. I think so. Maybe we should start one. Maybe we should start one. And then we can just like occasionally post a foot picture for the people that want I'm that. I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, you can find me at Talk Beardy to Me on all the things. Tiff, where can we find you? I'm Beer Girl Bites on all the things. And you can find us at Crack, Crack the, the Ceiling, Ceiling Podcast. And on all the things? Yeah, all the things. Mm-hmm. And Crack the Ceiling Podcast at gmail.com. Maybe try leaving us a review. Podcasters always ask the people yeah. that listen to them to awesome leave them a review. a review. Yeah, leave us a review. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spot? Can you? Yeah, I think so. Anyways, if if you see on your podcast app that you can leave a review, leave a review. Also, give us five stars. Give us yeah what you think we deserve. <laughs> Um, Lind, no, just give us the five stars. Just give us five stars. Five or nothing. And, like, and a poem. Exactly. Yeah. Write us a haiku. <gasps> yes. Please leave us a review in haiku form. Um, Luke, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. For- I really enjoy like just talking about myself. So that was wonderful. <laughs> we enjoyed hearing about you. Thank you. And you From take you. over the podcast. I did a little bit near the end, but yeah, yeah. That's fine. yeah. Are we wrapping us up? Or like, yeah. Do, I, do you want 30 minutes? Because I can go for 30 minutes. On no, no, no. We're wrapping it up. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Fucking Melbourne's so good. It's the best city. It's been good to see you. Thank you. Like running it's into you. Just lovely. being out and about. Yeah. And being like, we're at this drunk place now. Yeah. This is like thrilling living, like staying in Collingwood and being like, oh, we'll just go and drink a beer and eat some food with some good friends and then yeah. bumping into like other good friends along the way. So good. You don't get that in small towns. <laughs> 
Because everyone's have... around you all the time. Yeah, yeah, they're just there. <laughs> You're there at the right house and no, nothing there's, in between. There's no novelty. Yeah. Um, all right. Catch you later. See ya. Bye. Was that too much, that bye? No. no. Okay, good.